to the Radio Vault Mystery Theater. I am the Keeper of the Vault. We all have dreams. Some of us follow them. Some of us keep them as a fantasy. Things we think we want. What do we deserve, though? Do we have the courage? Or will we just continue to dream? Our story tonight is Scavenger. Act 1 Tony Ferris had always wanted to have all the money he could ever spend. He often daydreamed about it as he worked stocking shelves at the supermarket. He watched as rich people walked by, seemingly without a care. His humdrum existence was all about getting up, going to work, and coming home to fast food and television. He watched people young and old, beautiful and ugly, and many times fantasized about winning all the money he ever needed, yet never had the energy to pursue. One day, while stocking shells on the bottom, Tony noticed a woman's foot next to him. She was wearing high heels, and he noticed her shapely legs as he looked up to meet her eyes. He stood up, immediately. Can I help you find something? Actually, I'm here to help you. Uh, okay. This is the start of a scavenger hunt that will take you to all the money you will ever need. Make sure you know what you need. Go to 8563 Hanover Street. Under the mailbox, you'll find your next destination. Go now. Right. Tony, where are you going? Uh, it's an emergency. I'll talk to you when I get back. I hope it's fine. Just get back soon, okay? No worries. I I'll be back soon. Tony drove to the address on the note fantasizing about sitting back in a shay lounge on the beach with the pretty woman sitting next to him, sipping pina coladas. As he approached the house, he felt as though this could all be a joke. Maybe he should just go back to work and forget all of this. But he was there now. Might as well check it out as he puts the car in park. All right, so the past is always there. Remember, but beware. It's not a map, but a guide. So listen, but don't hide. In Northside Park, there is a fallen tree, and it is where your next step will be. Huh. There is no Northside Park. Must be Northside Cemetery. <gasps> oh, 
Tony. How are you? Arvin Gillespie? It's been a long time. What are you doing here? Well, I live here. What do we owe the pleasure? Well, I... It, it's a dumb story. I'd love to chat, but I need to go. Sorry. Uh, where are you working now? Still kind of shocked you just walked out on our company without a word and never returned. Hard to explain. Sorry. Gotta go. As Tony drove off, he thought how he didn't like working at Gillespie Corporation. But maybe he should have given more notice before leaving. He shrugged and continued driving. End of Act 1. Act 2. As Tony arrived at the cemetery, he noticed a tree at the edge. It had been struck by lightning, tossing its branches and bark to the ground, exposing its pale hardwood. But something about one of the gravestones made him stop. He started talking to himself as he headed for the fallen tree. What? Arvin Gillespie? Wow, could, could have sworn I just talked to him. Fo focus, Tony, focus. can't wait to get this money. I've worked hard for companies all my life. I deserve it. Let's see here. It says, run in circles to and fro. Tick tock, tick tock, time to go. Think of all your deeds, lying alone in the weeds. Light a candle at the house of God, then down the steps you will trod. Corner of 10th and Pierce, God, I hate poems. On the corner of 10th and Pierce was an old church. There was a long stairway to the entrance. The sign above the door read St. Expeditus, House of God. The church was white, but in bad need of paint. The wrought iron fence surrounding it was in abject disrepair. Tony got out of the car and walked by a homeless man sitting on the sidewalk. Hey, man. Can you spare some change? <clears throat> Get a job. <sighs> oh, I hate stairs. I might not need any of this money if these stairs give me a heart attack. <sighs> Finally, at the top. This place is a relic. Alright, well let's get this over with. 
Tony lights a candle at the altar and then leaves the church. As he walks down the steps, he notices a woman dressed in black with a veil over her face. He tries to hurry past her, but she grabs his arm, stopping him in his tracks. He turned to face her with fear in his eyes. End of Act Two. And now, a word from our sponsor. Howdy, buckaroos. My name's Big Jim McBob. Seems like folks are always asking me to speechify on things. So to help them out, here's Big Jim McBob's Cowboy Musings. There was a time, way back when, when things were different. Now, many things these days are still the same, but an old cow hand like me can still tell you a thing or three about the stuff that matters most. I'm sure we've all thought about important thoughts, thoughts that hold a special place in our hearts, minds, and souls. Just talking about those thoughts makes me think about them now. But the day is coming when the sun shines on your backside and a cool breeze from the mountains tells you that it's time for all of us to do something. Now don't get me wrong, I'm just as likely as the next woman to let an armadillo in on a rainy evening in July, but even I have my limits. Just like a popsicle melts in a busted freezer and stars come out at night, except when it's cloudy, there's a feeling that will creep up on you sure as a bull moose knows his own antlers. And it's that feeling that we've all felt that feels right when we're feeling fine. I guess that's pert near all of a hankering to speak at you right now. Good night. And now, Act Three. Tony and the Veiled Woman locked into a cold stare for a moment. Then she began to speak. Aren't you forgetting something? Uh, my next clue? The Veiled Woman reached into her purse, pulled out a golden skeleton key and an envelope and handed it to Tony. You have to take action if you want what you deserve. Ah, uh, okay. Gotta go. My God, another poem. Let's see, what does it say? Last time to take a turn, and now as the curiosity will burn... Even though it may seem wrong, it won't take very long. In the basement of an abandoned place will be where your fortune you'll face. 1848 North Hemphill. Tony drove with excitement as night began to fall. Finally, he came to the address on the note. It was an old, run-down place, looking ominous in the fading light of day. As he entered the old house, 
he noticed a massive chest in the corner of the room. There it is. Oh, I believe this key will fit that lock. Empty? What? This is what happens when you show no consideration for others. You get what you deserve, man. Nothing. This is what happens when you show no consideration for others. You get what you deserve. Nothing. Only doing what you needed to take care of you and believing you deserved more. Expecting a reward for procrastinating and not using your time wisely. You all have no right to do this. Wait, you, you are all, all ghosts? What is, what is this? Ah, ah! Tony is immediately sucked into the chest as it slams shut. Everything disappears. Well, I guess he really did get what he deserved. Living for greed in search of all the money he would ever need. Scavenger is a production by Troop of Lost Souls Entertainment and Film Syndicate. Written by Charlie Mitchell. Produced by Anthony Stapiello and directed by Rick L. Baker. Post-production sound effects by Brian Collins. Commercials by Joe J. Thomas. Video post by Anthony Stapiello. The cast was played by J. Anthony McCarthy as Tony Ferris. Stephanie Warren as the pretty woman. Contessa Porton as the store manager. Joe J. Thomas as Arvin Gillespie. Joyce Lynn Liu as the Veiled Woman, T.C. DeWitt as the Homeless Man, and I am Trevor Bates, your psychotic storyteller and keeper of the vault. See you next week, if you dare. <laughs>